Hello, Monday, August 2nd, 2021. Got Calvin Johnson on the show, Zola Titch, and a lot of things popping off, obviously, with the situation revolving around the Indianapolis Colts quarterback. I think you're going to enjoy today. If you do, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it. You all had an incredible weekend. I hope it was fabulous, fantastic. I hope you watched the Olympics. I hope you saw America maybe disappoint every once in a while, but also come through in magical fashion. We are still leading the overall medal count, and don't you yeah. ever forget it. And in our, our women's national team, uh, we did lose to the stupid uh, Canadians. Took a fall. Canada, for sure. That's a team we thought was definitely going to win, but we... It doesn't matter about that, though. Simone Biles is back competing in the beam. I don't know when it is, but I know it's happening. I know Caleb Dressel has won five gold medals. I know that there is going to be magic still in play for the United States at the Olympics, and we'll keep up with all of that as we have since the beginning of this thing uh, at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt are both here, the boys in the back. And to be honest, we got... Anastasia Zolotic, okay? Wow. United States gold medal winner in uh, Taekwondo at 57 kilograms. Yeah. Boom. Okay, first ever American woman to win gold in Taekwondo ever. This happened a couple weeks ago. Gets out of Tokyo. Now we're talking to her in Bosnia. Correct. Can't wait for the conversation. I have no idea how that's going to go. Then we have absolute legend icon, now Hall of Famer, Calvin Johnson. joining. In the second hour, we'll talk to him about his thoughts on the Calvin Johnson curse that we think the Detroit Lions have been kind of living through. Maybe when he puts a gold jacket on and maybe the Lions give his money back, that curse will be lifted. And maybe the Lions and Motor City Dan Campbell, who are hitting dine-ups up there (laughs) in Detroit, maybe this will be the year. I can't wait to chat with Calvin Johnson. Also noted, cannabis grower and, I believe, businessman. Stopped at a couple places in Chicago this past weekend for the anniversary. Spoke some of the dope that they had legal up there. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Verilife. You guys are absolutely crushing a good deal. A lot of people are fans of the show in there. So oh, nice. Actually, might be go. watching it right now in there. Oh, Congrats. Yeah. I recommend the, uh, go get the uh, Tootie Fruity Booty Dude. Oh, <laughs> that sounds good. And there's a little uh, Tushy Cushy Diner, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Tushy. It was really good. Chicago was a cool city. I'd never really done time in Chicago, aside from one time for a birthday party for an old teammate, where it was much different than the weekend that was just had there had an absolute blast yeah second biggest city it's so nice so it's definitely not that it is the (laughs) third i believe uh kind of drifting almost into fourth as houston as houston continues to grow and grow chicago's it was a beautiful summer weekend there that lake pops off oh incredible there's a beach and everything Mm -hmm. like that very active city a lot of running a lot of walking i I guess we were on the gold coast of chicago very beautiful there yeah yeah it was gorgeous happy to have a nice place there yeah happy uh anniversary to the wife it was uh, i hope she had an incredible weekend i did we enjoyed the people they were very nice one to the most upscale spa in the history of spas. Ooh. Really? Yeah, it was uh, it was an ancient bath place. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so you go and there's a bunch of pools everywhere. Right? Uh. And it's down in the basement of this one place, so you and you're not allowed to have your phone, obviously. So you're not, you check in, not allowed to have your phone, kind of put it in the bag. Hmm. Uh, they will pull you 
Full full mask, by the way, up there. Chicago's back, I think. A lot of the places are full back oh, in the no. full mask up yeah. there. Oh, so a full no. mask in this place. Uh, walk in, you sit down. Then they get you, and they have you go down into the basement. And obviously, in the basement, there's no windows or anything like that. There is 7,000 candles. And as you turn the corner of the steps, there's just pools everywhere with candles lit and music playing, very comfortable music playing. There's, all, there's like a whirlpool, cold pool, hot pool, full pool, light pools, this pool, that pool then at the beginning right as soon as you walk in there's this thing called the floatatarium Hmm. all right so that that pool is supposed to have similar water ratio salt water ratio as the dead sea Wow. Oh, wow. Get so you're floating on there. So this is the floatatarium. Yeah, so it is. It is a place you go into, and you just kind of float there and kind of bebop around. There's only a certain amount of people in at a time, and you kind of bounce through the pools. Masks are allowed to come off whenever you're going into the pool and hang that whole thing up. But at the floatatarium is right at the beginning, and as you're checking, very quiet. Everybody's, like, super quiet. And then you kind of get pulled out of the pools to go back and do a massage, and then you're back into the pools. It's a, It was a very beautiful thing. But as you're, you're floating in the floatatarium, the new people that are coming Coming down into this comfortable dungeon or staring at you and then you you have a worker that gives the tour of the place you know and uh at that exact time my wife and i my wife incredible floater in the pool okay mm-hmm, sure. loves floating in the pool i am a noted non-floater my, anchor. my buoyancy level is below zero okay so floatatarium this is supposed to be super relaxing too like let's float because sam flow she loves it she's like you're you're just kind of disappearing this whole thing we'll go in a floatatarium and as i'm trying to float there the person introing the nuka is explaining what the floatatarium is okay explaining about how much salt they have had to dump into this pool the amount of work it takes to care for and how no human cannot help but float in this particular oh. pool. It is like the Dead Sea. And this is where you disappear. You could start here and go to the other pools, whatever you want to do. And as that person's saying that, Sam, who is helping me float with her hands, just pulls her hands out and my body just goes right to the bottom. Oh, no. <laughs> right, right to the bottom. Guy and wife getting the tour start dying laughing okay (laughs) big black dude we had found out later he's former college football player who does business or whatever he and i were the only people i think that were like normal humans that were in it me saying his this is a very high society he goes oh everybody can float and i'm i'm literally down at the bottom me and sam turn and we're like crying laughing like we just got caught doing something it was a magical experience magical time but while i was sitting in there that was saturday morning you know, I was all I could really, it, it was, I was relaxing. I couldn't float, but I could still sit in the water. I kind of get pruny and that whole thing. Sure, you know, sure. it's anniversary weekend. So obviously thinking about lovey-dovey. Yeah, uh-huh. of course. Of course. Candles. Of course, candles. Yeah. And, and there was a couple of pools that were very dark that you kind of, there was even a waterfall falling down. Oh, nice. And, and whenever, whenever my mind would just kind of start to, you know, disappear a little bit in there into relaxation, I would obviously think about how much I love my wife. Hell yeah. And how happy I was that it was anniversary. Yeah. And, you know, we made it 364 days at that time, but you know, one more day, it'll be a full year. Oh my God. God, I love my wife. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah. This is awesome. I love my wife. And then obviously I was thinking about, I can't wait to see what we're going to do, you know. But some points whenever I was sitting in there, I, there my, my mind would just kind of start to go to a place. Yeah. Sure, sure. It was, uh, who's going to be the fucking quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> uh, on Saturday morning? No. Okay, I'm sitting in this goddamn floatarium. All right, I can't float. I'm just kind of uh, bebopping around there. All right. 
And I thought about doing the Zito face first DNA, but sure, I didn't want to. Sure. I didn't want to eat salt for oh, the rest yeah. of my life. You will taste it, which is kind of what we talked about with the initial. <laughs> right. That. So I was just kind of sitting there trying to figure it out, and I was like, "Who's going to be a quarterback for the Colts?" And I was like, "You know what? I texted Chris Ballard yesterday as the news broke and said, "Hey, is this serious?" No, he didn't answer. If it was serious, he would answer me. Yeah, yeah for sure. For he sure. would answer me for sure. Further testing. You know, I called in before I hopped on the bird to head to Minnesota. You know, further testing. That was it. Darius Butler's like, "Ah, it's just a foot, no big deal." Here we are, Monday morning, couple of days after the floatarium almost freak out panic attack about yeah. who is going to be the quarterback i try to get back to the positive spirits i try to do the and the whole thing yeah. i tried to let the water go ahead and cool my heart down and everything like that all i could keep thinking about is if we got no goddamn quarterback it's going to be hard not to go back and think tom brady's still healthy somehow yeah. it's gonna be hard not to go back and think Matthew Stafford's still throwing no-look passes for the Los Angeles Rams right now. Mm. It's going to be hard not to think Aaron Rodgers is the... These are all the people that were allegedly potentially could be Indianapolis Colts during the quarterback carousel that was almost happening there. Tom Brady allegedly interested. We potentially said, nah, we're going to stick with Phillip Rivers. Who knows? We don't know the back doors of that thing. We have no idea who that motherfucker was that Tom's referring to. Right. Matthew Stafford, obvious free agent obvious free agent everybody on earth knew about it especially people that were in resorts in mexico kyle shanahan was in one, one resort uh mcveigh was in another resort as was matthew stafford yep. they were going through what it's going to take allegedly the colts were in the conversation we just didn't have enough okay stafford goes to the los angeles rams colts still don't have a quarterback then all eyes were on Carson Wentz. You know, Aaron Rodgers was allegedly on the trading uh, block, but then he wasn't actually. Right. So then all eyes became Carson Wentz is a Colt. Yeah. That had to happen. That trade had to happen. Hundreds of millions of dollars had to happen. Carson's back. He came in here. Oh, yeah. Right he there. Came, sat came in that chair. Sat right into this chair. <laughs> Okay, he's a big son of a bitch, by the way. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Getting a chance to chat with him, it seemed like he was all the way back. He was answering every single media he could answer after the first day or two of training camp practices. My wife and I love being back out here in Indiana. It's a Midwest feel. Not that we're from the Midwest. You know, Dakotas aren't exactly the Midwest. I'm not 100% sure, but feels like home here. His wife, I think, is from Kentucky. It just, everything feels better. There was clips coming out of him at practice. Oh, yeah. Shooting free throws. The team celebrating around him. Everybody in the building's like, hey, this guy just likes to work. He's all the way back. He's not broken. This son of a bitch is going to win MVP again. He's got a team around him that is ready to go. Old man Phil Rivers last year came in, took him to the playoffs. They lose to the Buffalo Bills. That's a shame. Thought we could have gone longer. Phil Rivers says, give me the goddamn whistle. Goes to high school football. <laughs> now Carson Wentz goes ahead and takes over the reins for maybe the next 10 to 15 years because Carson is yeah. young as is the core of the Indianapolis Colts, not only Braden Smith, who just signed for a shit ton of money at right tackle, Quentin Nelson's about to be locked down at guard, Ryan Kelly, he's all the way in, Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, Kenny Moore, Hot Rod Specs. Yeah, and Rigoberto. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a hard uh -huh. me. The team is built to go. Now, one more weapon. So if Michael Pittman wants to come in and play healthy football, though, I heard he's fighting corners already. Uh, okay. Oh, he's getting after it. Yeah, I thought maybe we get Julio in there. This team could win a Super Bowl slash Super Bowls, maybe, yeah. if Carson could die in there. Here we are before it even gets started. Jacob Eason's our starting fucking quarterback. Carson <laughs> Wentz is getting foot surgery for at least five. He's going to be out for five to 12 weeks. 
Five to 12 weeks. That's like whenever your cable company comes and says, we'll be there from 6 a.m. to about, I don't know, 3 p.m. the next day. Yes. How is it five? That's a, that's a week and a quarter. Okay, to three or a month and a quarter to three months. Yeah, the season's in six weeks. Obviously, the Colts' bye week is week fourteen. There's seventeen games in the season. You know who knows how this thing goes. But hey, Jacob Beeson, I don't know how we ended up here with you being our guy. I watched you do some cool stuff on the internet. You're big, tall, skinny, handsome son of a bitch. Hey. There's no way in hell any of us expected, knew, or wanted you to be the guy. But I want to let you know after watching some footage, I can't wait to see you go to work. Guys. There you go, go Jake. Go get him, Jake. I mean, hey, at least you got three running backs. Just hand the ball off 50 times a game. Well, and also a good offensive line. So maybe we do go old school, just try to control the clock. But that defense is hungry, opportunistic. It's just, you know, and I ran into somebody from Philadelphia. As this news was happening. Okay, okay. Let me tell you the people from Philadelphia responding to this. Of course, Carson Wentz, one last time to fuck us over. Yeah. Because if he doesn't play, that first round pick doesn't happen or <laughs> something like that. So that's how Eagles fans are. That was their first reaction to me. Field Yates here is tweeting, if Carson Wentz does miss 12 weeks, that essentially ensures that the pick traded to the Eagles in the trade will wind up as a second round pick. Wentz must play 75% of the snaps or 70% and Indy makes the playoffs for it to be a first round pick. So if it's 12 weeks... That'll be from now, that's six weeks of the season out of 17. Can't get 75% with six games. So that's the Philadelphia Eagles' first thought fan base. Hey, Philadelphia Eagles fans, how about our first fucking thought? We don't have a quarterback. Come on. I said, of course you would, Philadelphia, by the way. Of course you, from Philadelphia. Oh, you're getting screwed in this. Uh, Look at us. Uh, We're paying $100 million, and we don't even got a guy. And they're like, well, we told you guys he was broken. (laughs) He's like, no, no, no. You guys, all the Eagles fans, remember, it was a perfect fit. Get him out of here. Oh, send him to Indianapolis. Now Eagles fans are like, of course, we're not going to. Told you. We're going to get a second-round pick for this guy. We couldn't even trade him properly, this guy. Carson needs to come back healthy and absolutely kills it. But, boy, everything that people have said about Carson Wentz here, uh, being broken, and being hurt and all that stuff. It's just very unlucky that allegedly an injury that has been cooking for years and years, maybe even all the way back to high school, Jeez. they said they're finally getting it fixed. Thanks God, thank God. Now they're getting it fixed. That injury that was all the way back at high school happening. MVP-like season. Another couple surgeries back in it. Now they're fixing some from high school, which is good news. Well, that's what I thought it was interesting is how does that not come up on physical? Well, that's... Basically, what I was saying there is that sounds like a bunch of fucking bullshit. It does. Yep. And be, also, yeah. with this, like it's safe to assume that he's not going to be back in five w- weeks, right? Like, there's no way they're going to push him to come back at, like, I mean, like you said, they're they're thinking of ten years in down the road with him. Like, he might he might miss the full twelve weeks. Five to twelve weeks is a wild projection. Five weeks till regular season starts, or six weeks. Uh, five. I mean, we're 39 days out, so if you do five times seven or six times seven, 42, it's so like, what, six weeks away then? Yeah, so about six weeks, yeah. 35 yeah. to seven there. Five seven and a half. Five. Yeah, so five and a half weeks away. So they're saying could be back for the regular season or could miss the first seven weeks. <laughs> How? That, I, I, it doesn't make sense. Don't these doctors have some sort of range where it's like, hey, Five to 12 weeks, even though it's a seven-week difference, there is some sort of – at least some time in there that he's going to be playing. It doesn't make sense. I've never fully understand, uh, understood the projections, and I don't think doctors necessarily enjoy projections either because situations are, are situational. situational. What happens if his foot t- 
takes to something differently than any other foot in history, which does happen in the field of science and medical all the time. So I think doctors and shit don't necessarily love the projections because they're not 100% sure. But we've seen people beat all projections as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adrian Peterson came back quicker than any ACL injury in the history and then broke the entire NFL record. I mean, there's been numerous cases of people beating projections and coming back earlier. The 5 to 12 weeks, though, is a massive window. To, to, who, it's tough. Man, it's such a bomber for the Colts. Is it? Yeah, I'm. I'm oh, what I'm about still, the Eagles? The Eagles only get a second round pick. They <laughs> get screwed too. Fucking Philadelphia. Listen, I respect Philadelphia for all things that are Philadelphia, but the most Philadelphia thing of all time to do is somebody that is a Colts fan for a Philadelphia person to go up to them and say, fucking us over over here. Thanks a uh, lot. Uh, is that right? We're fucking you over, huh, Philadelphia? How about we We got a guy named Jake? You know who Jacob Eason is? That's what I, I should ask that Philadelphia person. <laughs> and they might. Uh, a big, tall, skinny guy. But he played for a, for a blue team in college or something. Yeah. A purple team. Played for Washington. He had a big, <laughs> handsome son of a bitch. You know, we've, we've signed numerous quarterbacks from other buildings for a lot of money whenever Jacob Eason's been in our building. Now, is it like he's been at a Harvard of all these different types of schools and situations? Maybe. Maybe Jacob Eason, by the way, can click. And they said last year with Phillip Rivers, he was much more like Phillip Rivers than anybody could imagine football-wise. Maybe this guy is an absolute stud. Hopefully, he'll get a chance to showcase that he's a stud. With that being said, and said, not a lot of studs just come through the NFL. That, that is just a very, that's a matter of fact with the world. I hope Jakey Beeson's unbelievable. And if he is, what do we do with Carson then? What, what goes on with Carson? Now do we have the entire situation yet again? We're fucked because of a foot here one week into training camp in Indianapolis. I mean, he's been paid a lot of money. He's been handsomely rewarded. But is there anyone next to Tyrod Taylor who has as bad a luck as Carson Wentz? Yeah. I mean, it's just like I mean, a limited got, he, amount of time. The injury, like where to come. His leg injury happened against the Rams whenever he was in an MVP run because of a dive or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. What happened? A dive. On the goal line. And yep. The knee. Some guy hit him right on the knee with his helmet. And that was very unfortunate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like absolutely terrible. Because that was when we were watching Carson like kind of go and do his thing. They win the Super Bowl, obviously. Questions of how this is going to work going forward. We're sticking with Carson. Carson gets back healthy, and his whole team gets hurt. Yeah. He starts playing football good. Then the next year, feels like he's healthy. Whole team gets hurt again. He plays terrible football. I think he does get a little bit banged up in that year. I think some things happen. Now, with the foot, is there anything? <sighs> you got to be pumped with what happens with Carson Wentz backups, though. All Who right. knows? Eason might be Foles 2.0 and just come in and have an unbelievable season. At this point, is Eason even considered Carson Wentz's backup because they well, haven't really done anything other than what? OTAs and shoots some hoops. They did sign Brett Hundley as well, so, who, you know, was under the tutelage of Rodgers for quite some time. So maybe, you know, by osmosis. I remember when he came in for you guys, you guys stunk, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's not your guys' fault or his fault. It's just no. in the situation of an offense built for Aaron Rodgers, Hundley gets in there, they stink, right? Yeah, the yeah. game you called, right? Didn't he come in once Rodgers got hurt on, like, the first play? Was was Hundley the quarterback there? I'm not 100% sure because Matthew Stafford just hung, like, 75 <laughs> points. <laughs> yeah. And Prater did as well. Right. Yeah. Hundley was the quarterback in that game? Uh, he might have been. He might have been out of town by that point. I really don't remember. Where's Hundley? from UCLA. All right, here we go, hon. Good hey, player. Let's go, hon. Hey, hey, Come on now, Brett. Let's talk about other quarterback situations and scenarios. Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill absolutely battling down in New Orleans for the starting quarterback position post Drew Brees. There will be no Michael Thomas for weeks and weeks, just like there's no Carson Wentz for weeks and weeks for the Indian. That's unfucking believable. <laughs> Such a bummer. 
I'm bummed for you. I really am. I hope they go 0-17, but I am bummed for you as just a football fan. You know, because thinking about Michael Thomas getting surgery and not being ready for season, you go like, this is a, this is a fuck up here. Yes. Mm-hmm. This should not be happening. With what Sean Payton said, we haven't heard Michael Thomas' side yet, but somebody fucked up there. Somebody thought they were going to be able to get back on time without having to have surgery, or... I guess there's no chance of this happening, a surgery happening before that didn't work as well. Whatever the case, they're without Michael Thomas, culture without Carson. I mean, that is, that's a tough one we got to kind of sit on here, I guess, for the next one. Well, and, you know, even not being like a Colts fan or anything, like I was looking forward to the Colts, you know, like that being a primetime ticket this year, like going to the, I mean, now, you know, it's like shit. I mean, I guess on the other hand, you know, be able to go to a game for 14 bucks because they might be. All right, listen, (laughs) Jacob Eason, all right, is going to be moving seats. Sure. They say whenever you You pay 14 bucks for a ticket for the Indianapolis Colts, you're only going to be using the edge of it when Jacob Eason's playing. (laughs) They do say that. I forgot. So I mean, but I mean, shit. It's just like this. The city is just better if there's if there's a good football team. You know? One million percent. By the way, insert name of how many cities probably in the NFL? At least twenty seven of them. That whenever the football team's doing well in town, it's just everything's better. Yeah. The brunches have a better environment. The traffic seems to move quicker. Yep. The potholes that are like riding on the moon aren't as big of a problem whenever nope. they're winning. But then whenever they're losing, it's hard not to see that pothole and be like, "Of course, this city fucking stinks." We got a guy named Jacob Eason playing quarterback right now. We paid Carson Wentz $100 million. Matthew Stafford was available, allegedly, and Tom Brady at one point. It's hard not to get too negative. I don't want to get too negative. But Jacob Eason's going to do just fine. Okay. Sure. Hey, Josina Anderson's reporting that her her source in the Colts is saying, listen, he hasn't had any NFL reps, but he knows what he's doing. All right. He's been here. We have a great team around him. He seems comfortable with wide receivers. He's thrown too. I hope everything works out with number two. But if number nine is the guy, we'll be fine too. Maybe a Ballard quote there from Josina Anderson, who said to source to me on Colts quarterback Jason Beeson. I mean, or Jacob Beeson. There's only a certain amount of people that'll know exactly how he's doing, right? Or yeah. feel obligated that they can go out and say how well he's doing. Got to be pretty powerful, especially with Josina. He, he knows what he's doing out there. Hey, we're comfortable with number nine as well. Don't don't you worry about it, Jacob Eason out there. Hey, Jacob Eason is a good ball player. That's what Chris Bauer does, builds good culture with depth. Yeah, he's going to be incredible for sure. But have they said how this happened? Like, did someone step on his foot? High did school. he tweak it? So, yeah. Oh, so in high school he tweaked his foot and then so, gradually. Well, we were told is this is a previous injury yep. that he might have. He'd been dealing with some pain and maybe he did something and tweaked it a little bit more. I don't know how. A injury from high school is just now being figured out at this stage of the game. Maybe it was just hanging on. He's always dealt with it. It's just always been something he dealt with. And then when he used uh, all of his leverage to go 70 yards back, cross the body, shout out to A squared plus B squared equals C squared. That's Pythagorean theorem. Maybe he tweaked it a little bit on that one because I didn't think a human could throw the ball as far as he threw it off the back foot. I have no idea. We'll have to wait and kind of see as we go. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. Should <laughs> That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. 
when you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes. And guess what? Ha! Lasts a long time. Banging it, banging it, banging it. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. Her population, you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. F- free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Joining us now is a man who is about to f- officially go into the Hall of Fame. And that's not just something you fall to, obviously, to get that opportunity to put on the jacket and give the speech in Canton. What you have to do is be better than everybody else that has ever done what you do better than everyone else. This man was put in situations by defenses in the NFL that no other wide receiver had seen before that or has seen since then. He retired, obviously, to take over the world with his big-ass brain. Ladies and gentlemen, Hall of Famer, greatest wide receiver of Mount Rushmore of greatest wide receivers of all time because I don't want to piss him off or anybody else off that is up in that very elite (laughs) level. Ladies and gentlemen, Calvin Johnson. What's up, man? What's good, man? How you doing? Thanks for having me. No, thank you for joining us. I see your shirt there. I was just reading about Primitive, by the way. I love vitamins. You're doing great work, Calvin. I love (laughs) what you're up to over there, man. How is life? How is retirement? Primitive, this seems like something that almost is like your life's work or you feel like you're uh, drawn to it, connected to it. Is that, am I reading it accurately? You're right. You're exactly right, man. It's uh, really, since football, you know, this is what's consumed me. You know, obviously I've I've been married. I have uh, three boys now. So uh, that's taking a lot of time too with that uh, business. And I try to squeeze in a little golf there. Are you sick at golf? You're a good golfer, yeah? Nah, I, I, I'm sick of watching myself play. <laughs> uh, let's talk about your football. And A.J. Hawk here, I know he has a bunch of questions, is excited to chat with you, as are the boys. You're a living legend. Um, there, there's a picture that tra- uh, trended around the Internet a couple weeks ago, and it was, you know, I think you were on a punt. I think it looked like you were potentially, uh, you know, a gunner for a punt team. And now, I don't know why you guys would be punting on the one-yard line or anything like that, but Calvin, was this uh, was this normal you'd get out there on the punt team, or <laughs> and when did this start happening to you in the NFL? Man, I haven't seen the punt team since high school. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, I mean, when I get down there in the red zone, I'll often have somebody either – Somebody outside, somebody inside, somebody on top. But yeah, they were uh, they went all out and just put two, two gunners out there. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I know firsthand, Kevin, I, I played against you for multiple years that we had to adjust defenses, obviously always have someone over the top on you and it's still impossible to stop you. Is that something, I guess, that you just got used to at a young age and it just continued through your NFL career? Yeah, it just really, I mean, really just when I got to the league, uh, I guess in college too, but you just get used to somebody being over the top. You just got to figure out a way to make plays and still be explosive. I was talking to Roman Reigns, you know, the head of the table. And uh, I happened yeah. to yeah, I happened to be on the West Virginia team. Now, I rode coattails <laughs> on that team, but I happened to be on the West Virginia team. And you had the same reaction, by the way, as the head of the table. But kind of watching you at Georgia Tech and then go into the NFL and kind of take over. But you're always super humble. It was it was awesome to watch. And then when you retire out of nowhere, and I'm going to get right to it, I honestly believe that the reason why, and we have a diehard Detroit Lions fan here in the building. I don't know how many shows have Lions fans in here. Evan Fox is his name. He'll be pumped to talk to you in a second, though. Do you think that there is a curse on the Lions because of the exit that you had with them and also the exit that Barry had with them. And how do we move past that? Is that going to be a part of the jacket being put on maybe this weekend that that curse goes away? <laughs> well, the cur- I mean, I'm not going to say anything about curses, but uh, I mean, it's definitely bad vibes there for sure. You know, it's bad energy there when you do that. Yeah, for 100%, you got your best players there and, and if they're not on good terms with the, with the team, of course, that's bad energy. Has MCDC Motor City Dane Campbell, I know you want to uh, practice and things like that. Has he, has he tried to mend those fences? And sometimes uh, you can obviously get along with some parts of the building, but the kind of the old wounds are going to take a long time. Is that where we're at, you think? Uh, you know, I got love for D.C., you know, played with him, saw the man that he is when he played with, you know, just one arm back in the day. I think, shoot, that was my first two years there in Detroit. But, um, you know, I've had good conversations. I actually saw Dan over at um, the stadium earlier this offseason. Him, him and the GM had good conversations. So, for me, yeah, it is more so, like you say, it's two different parts. It's administration and you got the team, the players, you know. I love the players. I want to love on the players. I give, you know, pour into them anything I got, you know. So, and I've been able to do that still. Awesome. Calvin, it sounds very similar to like what we heard about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Like it built up over time, and he loves his players, coaches, and everything. But the front office is a different story. Was this something? I guess like what was the communication like with the front office when you were there playing, or did this all of a sudden like pop up? Oh no, I mean communication with the front office between me oh, that was minimal. There wasn't really. I mean, I might have saw. Um, uh, Mr. Ford every now and then in the training room when I'm there early just giving some treatment and stuff, but then I'm on conversation there. So, um, yeah, even now, even now, I mean, I've had some conversation with Sheila, but it's more so just really around the Hall of Fame. Now, you're so humble, but, like, it's Calvin Johnson. Like, what <laughs> yeah. are we, you know, like, that is kind of, that is kind of my big thing, especially when it came to the Aaron Rodgers situation. And I think I'm very fortunate that I got to ride the coattails and kind of look at locker rooms in the NFL from a different perspective. There's, like, some people that just kind of set the tone everywhere they are. You were one of those people, not just in the league, obviously, but it definitely in Detroit. Now Matthew Stafford is in Los Angeles. And uh, do you still keep in touch with Matthew Stafford? And we are just, because we have Evan Fox, who's a massive Lions fan I've gotten a chance to watch the Lions a lot and I think the world is about to realize like oh this dude's really really fucking good Matthew Stafford do you are you excited for him and have you talked to him about what the Rams are going to look like with nine under helm 
I'm just excited for him just because I knew he spent a lot of time in California. So I know he's at peace, even though, you know, Cali's not his home, but he did spend time there. I know he loves it there. So I look forward to seeing him. He's obviously in a com comfortable situation. Not that he wasn't comfortable in Detroit, but I mean, dang, you're in L.A., man, playing football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a lot of old players getting back into shape, you know, getting back in the game. You're going to go into the hall, then grab some primitive, and then get back out there, maybe tight end or a different position? What are we, what are we thinking? <laughs> All these teams popping up in California, you know, you never know. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you stay in shape? I assume you still work out, but do you do anything football-related still, run routes or anything like that, beat the hell out oh, of your feet? Man, man you, you, you got my knees and ankles hurting right now. You know, I do my camps. <laughs> I just do my camps with my foundation. I really feel like I played a game after I'm just doing some instructions for the kids at my camps, you know. So, you know, I'm not trying to get back out there. I just enjoy, like, chilling. You know, I snowboard now. So, I mean, that's the most physical activity you're going to get out of me is like just that in a 20-minute uh, cardio workout that I do. <laughs> oh, you're shredding power out there? <laughs> yes. I didn't go oh. ahead, Ty. I love it. Yes, yes. Calvin. I'm out in Park City. Okay. All okay. right. Calvin, I read on your Wikipedia, I don't know how true this is, that you were a standout baseball player too and that you wanted to play baseball at Georgia Tech but your mom didn't want you to play two sports. Was football always what you were going to do? And at what point uh, did you realize, like, oh, I'm fucking different out here? Um, no, nah, baseball my first love. Ken Griffey was my first uh, favorite athlete out there. Um, you know, until high school when I started, when football started to catch on, you know, that's when uh, baseball started to get boring. Standing out there in center field, chasing down balls. You know, that was, you know, second, you know, the football for sure. Hey, Calvin, so <laughs> you were a lefty? You were a lefty or righty? I was a righty. Have you played any, like, uh, you know, I played obviously <laughs> one game professionally, uh, on base percentage, 333, don't worry about it. Have Ooh. you gotten back out there at all? Do you, any of these minor league teams or anything like that? I haven't. The last time I was on the diamond was uh, I took batting practice at uh, like uh, at uh, I about to say Ford Field at Comerica, uh, shoot five, six years, seven years ago now. I actually hit like one or two out. I pulled them, pulled them out of the park. Oh, you still got good, it, man. Still, still got it. <laughs> I hit one. I hit one off the wall in center, but that wall is like four twenty though. You know, so. Hey, four twenty. <laughs> I see what you did there, primitive. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, primitive. There going. You know what I mean. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Calvin. Uh, you said after you retired, you know your knees and ankles. You were kind of done. But did any quarterbacks or any teams reach out? Like, hey, what can we do to get you back on the field? And when did those calls stop? <laughs> you know, I just had conversations, random conversations. But I think it stopped really when they knew that the Lions weren't going to let go of my rights there. So. How long was that? Was that multiple off seasons, or was that just? It, one? it was probably like just two, three years, and I, I, I never, I never really, I don't think I ever came out and said I was interested in coming back. I never still stands. <laughs> Isn't it crazy though? Because I retired young, I probably could have gone a couple more years. Much different world though than you. Whenever you, somebody that has the capability of a Calvin Johnson decides to step away. And then obviously now we hear that it was a little bit of a differing of how things should be run or maybe respect level there. The fan in us who got a chance to watch you line up against punt coverages, <laughs> <Yeah>. basically <laughs> go, Oh, we got, we missed out on it. Is there any moments through this entire time, maybe there in the first couple of years where you watched the game or were you able to watch games still, or were you at peace with the game? Did any of those situations happen? No, I was at peace. I think my first year out of the game, I, I was done with football. I was tired of football. I didn't even want to watch football. I think like my second year out, my third year, then I really became a fan again. I really got back into watching the game, really trying to tune into the guys that I knew that I played with so, and that I trained with. 
But for me, I mean, I knew I was done after my eighth year. You know, my, it went, yeah, I mean, it could have been, yeah, if we were winning Super Bowls, yeah, I might have wanted to come back. But we weren't at that point. We were really at a rebuilding point. And for me, I couldn't really get, like I said, I'd say I didn't have the juice, but I really couldn't get any push out of my ankles and my knees. You know, I just didn't have that, that, that get up and go. And it got harder and harder to do the, the training routine that I used to do in the offseason. So I was just like, hey, I just can't keep putting myself through that. It's not fun anymore. Are you okay with people being compared to you now all the time? Because, like, for instance, last year there was quite a situation. What was that? DK Metcalf? <laughs> yep, yep. DK yeah, Metcalf yeah. was like, hey, you know, you got a little Calvin Johnson in you maybe. And DK was like, I'm just trying to be DK, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I can understand where DK is coming from in that particular standpoint, but it's still Calvin fucking Johnson. So it's like one of those, it's a compliment. Did you, did you, were you comfortable with that when that started happening? Because, you know, like Julio, for instance, Julio is available. Like, it hasn't been since. Calvin, that there's been a guy this size that can do all these things. And do you give back to the younger players? Do they call and ask for any help or anything? That's cool, man. As you mentioned that, I, I spoke, I spoke to both of those guys. Um, you know, I got, uh, I had talked to DK right after that incident. He just hit me up like, man, no disrespect. I just want to, you know, I was like, dude, that's how you're supposed to think, man. <laughs> you do you. You be the best version of yourself. You know, the best version of yourself is not Calvin Johnson. It's not Megatron. It's DK. You know, and then for, you know, Julio, I had the chance to go to the, the Falcons um, before, like a year or two ago before uh, he, while he was still there, take my son over there for his birthday one, one time. And, you know, good, good, good human being. Had a great time um, just sitting there chatting with the, 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 the whole uh, the Falcons team, actually. DQ had me up in front of the team. So that was a good experience. But, uh, you know, those, both of those guys, I love it. It's, it's an honor to be, you know, have, be in that position to have guys compared to you. We're going into like a wide receiver era right now. These young guys are doing more in the offseason, it seems like, with cones and foot drills and making plays. There's just, it seems like a lot of the younger coaches are like, with the way college offenses are now, with it being more wide open, with the, the skill set being more fine tuned, that there's going to be more and more and more wide receivers that are going to be explosive playmakers at a younger age. What are your thoughts on that? And was there anything at the end of your career that you were much better at than you were at the yeah. younger part of your career? Yeah, I mean, cone drills, ladder drills are great, but it depends how you're doing that. It's like, I like to say, you know, you're practicing with purpose, you know, or, you know, uh, I think it's the Denzel quote, you know, uh, you're practicing BS, you're only going to get BS, you know. So for me, it's like, what are you doing? What kind of applications are you putting into those cones? Or what kind of applications are you doing with those ladder drills? Are you trying to, you know, put the top of your route into it? You know, when I say like the last three steps of your route, you only get three steps to break down at the top of your route. You know, so are you implying, are, are you taking those applications and putting them into your training? So that then, like you say, it just becomes muscle memory so that when you're in those situations in game time, it's, it's transferable. Your training transfers to the, to the field because you've done it so many times. Hey, going back, I know you played for multiple coaches in Detroit. You went from Rod Marinelli to Jim Schwartz at one time. And I know both very colorful characters seem to have great personalities. What was that like, especially them being defensive-minded guys? It was, it was it was interesting because it was almost like total total opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, Marinelli, you know, veteran, you know, just really like you know, OG. You know, he gonna tell you when he dislikes something, but he's not the one of the rah rah yelling type of guys. You know, he's more the sort of type that will you know hit you with the father type stuff and make you feel guilty for when you mess up something. You know, <laughs> and then <laughs> Jim Swartz, on the other hand, you know, he'll let you hear it. You know, but I think that one thing about both of those guys, they're really keen on building a tough team and I think that's one thing that we were able to build I mean obviously we went on 16 with Marinelli he got you know you know they, they, he went away after that but you know I think the, the theme was there in Detroit was to build a tough team that 
you know, nobody wants to come and play, even though we weren't the greatest ever. But, you know, we're, we want to be respectable. How, you know, I think that's the one thing that they try to push. So you were there for the 0-16 year. I was on a yep. couple of teams that were very bad here. We almost went 0-16. We went 2-14 and or whatever, and that was just mm-hmm. – that was tough, but we were in like six to seven games more. We could have won, or like one score games where we got lucky. How did you? Is that that was a massive part of it, huh? Was the just being able to mentally go in there fresh and excited because those losing years, I only got to experience one of them. Everybody's miserable, dude. Everybody's miserable. The headspace is like the hardest thing. I think was that was that something you experienced? I assume, yeah. Of, of course, man. You get to like you know halfway through that season, and you just like, man, okay, we got we're in a good spot. We got a lead in the fourth quarter. And he's like, man, something's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then that same year, we were on sixteen. I think we had to end in Green Bay on like the last in the last game. He's like, oh shoot, if we if we don't make it to uh, Green Bay with a win, it just ain't gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we appreciate the hell out of you performing whenever it was not easy. Like I, I think, obviously, you're a Madden rating to a lot of people, right? Like, oh, Calvin Johnson comes in. But every single day, the grind of showing up at a place where there is not a lot of optimism, I want to let you know there's obviously much more difficult jobs out there, and you would never – you'd be an absolute idiot to compare it to anything else. But in our world, showing up every day with, like, a drive and an intention to be great whenever it is not necessarily surrounding you, is very difficult. So thank you for doing that, Calvin. Go ahead, Diggs. Calvin, how open were you when Dan Orlovsky uh, ran out of the back of the end zone? Oh, man, I was coming out of my comeback. He didn't <laughs> trust it. He didn't trust the play. You, you got to let that ball go when you still see my numbers. When you still see the back of my numbers, it's a 20-yard comeback. You got to let it go. It's the funny thing is I come out of that route, and I didn't know what happened to, like, the defense was back on the field. I'm just looking around like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> I see I see, I see, see Jared over, Jared Allen over there clowning there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man, that was hilarious. I think the next play, though, right? The next play, yeah, poor Dan, obviously. Dan has, Dan's a good guy. All right, I have a teammate with Dan. Dan has dug himself into plenty of holes, including of running out of the back of the end zone. But I think the next play, they might have threw a deep ball to... 97 yard, right? Yeah, to you. I think, like, the next play was a deep ball to you or whatever. Now, hey, here's our Lions diehard. Foxy, go ahead. Calvin, first and foremost, thank you for everything you've done for Detroit. Uh, I got to ask you, though... You said the Lions wouldn't release your rights, and I was just curious, did you have a team in mind that you wanted to go to, or were you just trying to get the hell out of Detroit? So just before we answer this question, you know, last time I answered the question like this, people was like, oh, he wasn't going to retire. He was going to go to another team. No, I was going to retire, but it was just explore. Just to, you know, my agent was just throwing out there, just throw out their fillers just to see what was and then, particularly, in particular, that question was just like just a literally just a fun thing. Like, where would you want to go play? And I said Green Bay, of course. Hell go yeah. play with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that story about Aaron trying to recruit you to the Packers true? Oh man, it, I tell you numerous times. Aaron got to tell you like he like if he ever ran the ball over the sideline, and I always stood on the sideline. If he saw me, he would just be over there like. Come on, come on over here. <laughs> I wish I could, you know, but the way this thing works, you know. <laughs> yeah, business is a little tough. I just can't. It ain't basketball. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's it's almost kind of – I'll 
we'll close on this because uh, you are a businessman. And I think your website crashed, by the way, primitivegroup.com, I believe. <laughs> it has crashed. No, I don't know. It was. It we, just it just got, we, we're trying to obviously come in and support the cause. Obviously, he was down there for a little bit. It's great to be back. Let's go ahead and move. Hey, let's go ahead and make some moves. Yeah, here we let's go. make some moves here. Premium Ooh. goods, by the way. That's what we're looking Ooh. for. <laughs> just some good vitamins out there. Um, with the state of business in the NFL right now, the salary cap basically means nothing. I mean, it's about, they just signed $110 billion dollar deal or something like that that's only going to go up how do you feel about maybe the shorter contracts that are going to happen maybe a little bit more nba like guaranteed money maybe some moves how do you feel now i'm not saying that's definitely what the nfl is going to become because the nfl has a lot more control but how do you feel about the potential of players bouncing around a little bit more than they had in the past i think that it will make it very interesting you know um it will limit probably like the dynasties like the patriots like they're what they're doing or i mean honestly I mean, you can get guys and guys that might not want to leave because they create a dynasty you know and they might want to be on that winning team like you see with the patriots this year where they got all their starters back you know so i think it'll be interesting honestly i would i do i mean people didn't like it in the nba guys you know creating the super teams but i mean i mean it wouldn't be fair if there's a super team in the NFL. Like you have, like Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I think about my my, my uh, draft class. You have all our draft class on one team. Like <laughs> ridiculous. Adrian Peterson. You know, Gaines Adams. Rest in peace. You know, we had some we had some ballers in our class. Well, you're representing that class. First ballot Hall of Famer. Good luck this weekend. What are we going to hear from the speech? Are you going long, or are you, is there a lot of rules? So, yeah, there's a lot of rules. You know, they want us at six minutes. They say they're cutting us off at eight. So <laughs> I'm like, dang, it's, it's been hard to get my I, get my speech down to eight minutes, really. And I'm not a long-winded person. So uh, they, I think they're going to start the music on us like the Apollo or have somebody. <laughs> David Baker going to be chasing us around the stage at eight minutes. So. Hey, he's a big guy now. I think you, I think you can hit him with maybe a couple, but he, if he gets his hands on you, you're fucked. <laughs> no, I just got to juke him. I just can't let him touch me. That's all. I can't we, let the bear touch you. <laughs> we can't wait to watch. Uh, congrats, you deserve it. We're going to continue to support Primitive and everything else you do because you're a good dude. Thanks for your contributions to the game and congrats on the Hall of Fame, ladies and gentlemen. Calvin Jones. Yeah! Great to see you and uh, all the rest of you. Great to see you guys, man. Good to talk to you. Hey, thank you, Calvin. You're the man. Good luck this weekend. You'll do great. You're going to do great. All right, let's get to a break. I think we have to. Yeah. Uh, no, we, we already, already did. Oh, yeah, we did. That's right. <laughs> let's not get to a break. It's, I shouldn't have rushed him off. <laughs> Fuck. Nah, that was the right time. Yeah. It was the right time. We had, uh, Good we, uh, He's got to get his speech down. You know, he's got a few other things to check off. Hey, he was just a different animal. Huh? I mean, that, I that, mean, that double coverage is hysterical. It, good luck. I mean, even with that, there's no guarantee, especially if he's on the one going in. Like, still, he's going to give you a little head fake inside and throw it up to the corner. Who's going to jump up and snatch that thing? Other he, than him. He's been doing that forever, too, you know? Like, Randy, obviously, when somebody gets mossed, it's called mossed for a reason because Randy brought Calvin was one of the – Matthew, I think, would just literally just throw it up. Oh, and yeah. then Calvin was like, all right, there's four people, five people. It does not matter. I'm going to go get this thing, which is what Aaron was referring to about Julio last year right before the trade. He was like, you know, there's guys out there like Julio that you can just kind of throw wherever and they're going to catch it. And then there's other guys that are a little bit different. I assume that's why he was doing the recruiting at Calvin. Hey, <laughs> come on. Hey, Calvin, if you come over here, I mean, I just got to throw it to a fucking area. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty good. You know what I mean? 
It's funny I, you I mentioned that because the NFL tweeted this morning, uh, like, you know, I mean, it was crazy with us having him on his game against the Cowboys when he had 324 yeah. receiving oh. yards. And that literally is what it was. You just always see the, the Lions down six or seven points and Stafford just dropping back and throwing, you know, 60 yards into three guys and Calvin just coming down mm-hmm. with it. Like, it's unbelievable. There was a run of Thanksgivings there, right? I feel like oh, we're, yeah. we're all watching Detroit. And it was Matt Stafford running for his life and then... Just throwing yeah. it up. Him getting killed, by the way. He always got murdered. I think that's what people forget. Like, he could jump 10 feet in the air, and he would always catch it, and he was slamming on that cement every single time. His knees, he said his ankles are bad. I, I couldn't even imagine. You guys had to have a Calvin package in there, huh? Yeah, I, I was about to say that earlier. Like, I don't remember any other receiver that we had to, like, adjust our defense like we did for Calvin. Maybe it's because we played him twice a year, but, yeah, we had to really make – big changes in the secondary to try to cover him up. Primitive Group is a forward-thinking company dedicated to the advancement of cannabis as a form of elevated wellness, believing that the plant holds incredible potential as a healing agent. Here, here. Let's here, go. Here, here. here, here. About time. And in that 0-16 year, Calvin still led all receivers with touchdowns. Isn't that... It's just unbelievable. Well, just, that's, yeah, that's old Patty stats. For, uh, <laughs> that's right. He oh, wasn't there yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. It was Orlovsky. <laughs> that's what got... Stafford, Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's how we got the number one pick. And so that was the 2008 season. Yep, correct. Makes me hate the Lions even more. Let's go to the five-hour energy. Just wasted Calvin <laughs> just Johnson. Just wasted his wasted. entire goddamn career. Every, Thanks a every lot, Every game, Rodgers just walking by. What are we do? What are you on, doing here? Come on, come bro. On, every year on. that passes, everybody's losing out on him. Good See? Lord. And everyone's about to say that about Matthew Stafford as well after they see how good he is. Well, he's already doing one no-look pass yeah. in practice. Yeah. And everybody's like, you see what this guy could do with a football? He does yeah, that. Yeah. He, he does that a lot. I mean, he is he is so good. And you know what? He is, uh, and this is not a shot. Please do not take this as a shot. It's not. He's very durable, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, he gets broken oh, yeah. necks and still plays. Oh, yeah. He does all these things. I, I don't know how. Some people just got it or not. Matthew is probably living his biggest dream. Why would that be taking a shot at him? Why would you think that's taking a shot at him? Well, because Carson never think? fucking plays. Yeah, I just took it as you're complimenting Stafford. Like, hey, this, the, the dude is – like, durability is a skill that you can practice. Yeah, the best ability is availability, and durability is a massive part of availability. So there's a bunch of abilities that lead to your ability of being, like, heralded as a tough son of a bitch. And I think Matthew Stafford has all of them. Now, when, anytime you say something like that, though, with the world we live in, you know, that you kind of feed and Nick and everybody, mm-hmm. the immediate – thought is oh he must be talking about Carson because that happened today basically yeah where Carson's out for five 12 weeks again but he hey 17 games a long time that's yeah. right that's a long time he missed four five six weeks yeah. seven weeks no worries he'll be, fresh. he'll be fresher than all the rest of the QBs yeah he's yeah, playing on injury for 12 years since high school they said this yeah. thing might an injury a guy's junior high school in North Dakota it's like how many surgeries have we had since then how how, how many accolades have we gotten since then how many teams have we been on since? How much money have we made since then? How are we paying for it now in training camp? It said they have to remove a bone from his foot, uh, too. You'd think that that would have come up on some sort of physical. Be like, oh, shit, he's got a bone sticking the wrong way here. Let's so, address that. So when I had my uh, dislocated kneecap, okay, dislocated patella for those with the MDs, mm-hmm. <laughs> no big deal of for the entire half of the season. Made a Pro Bowl with it, by the way, in my kicking leg. Couldn't walk, had to lay down. It was tough to run. It hurt like a son of a bitch. Larry Bird. He did the same right. thing? 
his back. Like he would, when he'd come out, he would lay down on the like next to the bench because his back hurt. He missed the greatest game, never saw or whatever, because he's laying down he on the outside him. doing play by play. Larry Bird, absolute legend of a man. Mike Patella was like at my last year. So they whenever they went in for surgery, great surgeon. When they go in for surgery, they knew they had to move it back up and then kind of rebuild the wall and the track that keeps it in there and everything. What they found when they went in there though was a chunk of cartilage that was floating around that was the size of like a marble or whatever. They're like, this also might have been hurting you a little bit. It might have been getting locked up in your joints or whatever. That Those sharp pains you were feeling, we think it was from this thing right here and then they dropped it into a thing. Like, How do we not see this going in? It's just like, sometimes I guess there's some things hidden that they have no idea. That bone is probably the least there's probably some more shit that they're yeah. going in to clean up and everything as well. I thought I would get the information before everybody else, by the way. I texted Chris as soon as I heard about it. What are we doing? What's well, going on? What's going was, on? Here? What's the deal? I thought it was particularly big of you to feel bad for the Eagles fans as well now. That will only get a second round pick. That was nice of you earlier on. That, I did not. That was how the Eagles fans immediately took that. Oh, and what the fuck? Of course, Carson. Of course. We can't get a first round pick. Now we got to get a stupid second round pick for the guys. Like, oh, you don't have to pay them $55 million this year. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. Just go, hey, Carson, we're, we're pulling for you. Hey, good luck, Carson. Carson. Aren't we, AJ? Aren't we on Carson's side? I'm absolutely pulling for him. There's a ton of talent on that Colts roster right now, and that, that would be a weird place right now to be in training camp and not knowing if your starting quarterback you brought in, like when he will be back. Hopefully, Eason looks very good. So they calms them down a little bit, at least mentally. Eason can sling that thing around, you know. And you're oh, not, yeah. By the way, once again, you're not in an NFL training camp at a quarterback position if you can't throw a fucking football. True. So I got a lot of people tweeting me, Jacob Easton could throw a football. I fucking hope so. Is that right? <laughs> All right. I think he can. I think he has the swagger, the confidence. I think he's got enough Phil Rivers in him from last year. With, mixed with Carson and how he was shooting free throws. Jacob Easton, too, had so much moxie coming out of college. Yeah. Hey, he's going to be unbelievable. What are you going to do with Carson whenever Jacob Easton's got? We're going to have to trade him out of town. Wow. That's potentially going to happen. Also, potentially going to happen. We have seven quarterbacks play before Carson Wentz even gets back. Yeah. Eason could stink. See ya. He Ellinger can't. could stink. See ya. Hunley could stink. See ya. Yeah, does. Are they going to bring in people off of Rhode Island or Long Island like we had to when Andrew got hurt? They and might bring you in. Nick Foles. They should think about it. Frank Reich and Nick back together again. <laughs> Nick Foles is saying he's playing better than he was playing whenever he was in the Super Bowl. <laughs> wow. Right? Hey, come on down. We'll pay you another 25, 30 million. <laughs> yeah. Don't matter. The Hammer Down boys are in the studio. There you go, boys. Um, the COVID cowboy at Tone Diggs and Bubba Gumpino. Uh, Gumpy, you guys. <laughs> have made us pay attention to more soccer than any soccer uh, we have ever paid attention brutal. to. Brutal. First, it was the Europe's, which led us to, obviously, all the other tournaments that were happening at the same yeah. time that were much more electrifying than the Europe's, but the Europe's had the pageantry and the history. And then, obviously, we got a chance to see the United States team, Young Gunners, win the CONCACAF Cup, the first ever and only ever champion of the CONCACAF mm -hmm. Cup, Woo! the United States Here of America. Come on! Then one week passed, two weeks passed, and we were told, ah, that, that tournament you guys created actually to win means absolutely nothing. The big tournament is the Gold Cup. And in the Gold Cup, we learned quickly that we we're going to send our F team in there. Guys uh -huh. yeah. that we had never heard of before were now representing the United States, just like we had seen happen in the Olympic qualifiers, where we did not qualify for the goddamn Olympics. So oh. I thought we were maybe mailing it in on the Gold Cup because we already won the Concafa. Turns out, our talent pool 
for the United States men's national team is so fucking deep. They're swimming the Olympics yeah. in it right yeah, now. Yeah, they are. The rest of the world needs to know that the United States... We have come alive in the world's game. Yeah. The United States has figured out how to piece together a dream for children to go on and represent in a sport that is not that beloved just yet, but living on the future that you could turn something around that it has never been before. You can win the World Cup. You can take the world's game and let them know just like we did with hockey in Canada mm -hmm. and every other sport, we'll fucking make it our game. That's right. Yes. Hell yeah. We just won the Gold Cup last night. Is it official that the United States are now the champions of the world yeah. at soccer? soccer? Is that what this world. means, Gumpy? I mean, getting USA at plus 170 yesterday <sighs> to lift the cup was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. So that was everybody disrespecting us. That was everybody on the internet who tells me I need to stop talking about football. And that ain't American football. They're talking footy, pal. I need we got a team. We got a squad. We got two of them, actually. One to win the Concafa, one to win the gold. Now my thought is this. Hey, grazie, Italian people out there. Yep. Which there was a lot in Chicago, by the way. Oh, yes. How was that? A lot oh, of yeah. our people, by the way. A lot of our people oh, up there yeah. are Italians. How about this? How about you not be uh, cowards or, and fugazes and put the Europe's trophy up against the Concave and the Gold Cup trophy? Boom. Let's have one fucking game for all the trophies. This is pink slips with that weird guy talking about late night races, but this is soccer instead. We'll put up the Concafa, the first and only trophy championship that we won and we'll put up the gold cup which is the standard from what i've been told we've won both of them by the way you guys show up with your little world europe's thing we'll play best for all the trophies how about it it's old news pat we're past that we're we're out of the soccer game now we already won that we're on to olympic sprinting track and field fastest now. We're winning man in there. the world <laughs> from where italia <laughs> Okay, so you put me Europe's up there. When did this? We happen? raced for it this weekend. No, that wasn't for uh -uh. the Europe's. No, no, yeah. no, 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 different no, sport. Different sport. Come on. No, but everybody knows it's either us or it's Jamaica. That's who's the fastest in the world at, at running. Not this weekend, pal. Italians, gold medal, 100 meter, Lamont Marcel Jacobs. No way. Guy was yeah. shot out yeah. of a cannon. When Moving. was this? U.S. guy didn't even qualify for the finals. No, we didn't have a qualifier in the finals? There was, we they did, did win silver. We won silver. The favorite. But the guy who Tony gave us pre-games, the favorite, didn't even qualify. Not Tony, he was the favorite. Did you bet on the Bromwell? <laughs> yeah. 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 What happened to him? They said he was, it was his worst run they've ever yeah. seen him run. Didn't make it by a millisecond to the final. Guy ran 9-7 all year long and then couldn't break 10 in the Olympics. Oh, Wild. Just, yeah, well, you know, that spotlight's a little different. And I think at Tokyo, Air's a little thicker. It's, it is. Oh. I also saw during one of the events last night, they were having him run through fucking puddles on the track. Well, like LeBron James at the end of Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> massive on. puddles. What the hell are we doing here? One of these athletes is going to get injured. This isn't even a medal Let's race. Just They're say... sleeping on cardboard boxes. Yeah. They're running through puddles. Of course the Italians won this. It's rigged. Let's just say maybe Bromwell was told it was in his best interest right. to uh, take a little easy this right. time. There it is. Right. Hey, take it easy. I walked, past a, uh, I walked past an Italian restaurant in Chicago. Good, probably. Okay, they actually painted on the wall. It was a brick wall. They painted on it the colors of the flag over the door. Then they painted on the name of the thing. They didn't have a sign. People were still allowed to smoke inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh People are still allowed That's to smoke inside. That's the number inside. one restaurant in the country. No, I've been told that is a restaurant that is still potentially 
Yeah. And Led it, by code down there. Yeah. Uh, and I, I had too many chains on to walk in the particular day <laughs> that we oh. walked by that restaurant. Yeah, Zito. They would, come on in. Nah, Zito. There was a lot of and there was a lot of hospitality, Smoking by here. the way, in Chicago. Okay, I, I appreciate everybody Drinks in Chicago. Drinks on him. Drinks on a house. <laughs> when I saw somebody walk out of the door with a cigarette already lit <laughs> and then turn around and walk back in, he was wearing an incredible uh, outfit. I was like, all right, I think we've seen this. Something's going on down there. Take the chains off. Maybe we go in there so we don't get jumped or whatever. But Chicago is awesome. A lot of Italians. Put up the Euros. If you guys are going to win hundreds, though, go, go for the Italians. Yeah, yeah. They're, They're, hot. Hot. They're hot. Joining us now is a man that would have been able to run in the 100 in the Olympics and probably what place, if I had to guess, if he would have turned his entire life's work into just sprinting down a straight line. Uh, a Olympic gold medalist compared his uh, performance to something that she said she couldn't do. Yeah. She said if he was to point his foot just a little bit more, he'd be maybe an Olympian at oh. Taekwondo. A skip sidekick, something that he is just now learning he was doing on the internet years and years ago. College football national champion, Super Bowl champion, AJ Hawk. Yeah! Yeah! Oh! AJ, what up, dude? How's it going, guys? You, you doing all right? Did you hear Anna talk to you, uh, talk about your video? She said you were doing a skip sidekick, and if you were to point your toe just a little bit more, it probably would be more electrifying, she said. It would be better. Oh, wait, so who came? Who talked about it? Oh, oh this my God. Oh, the, the show, dude. Gold, gold medalist. medalist. This guy. Gold medalist, uh, 57 kg, dude. Olympic gold medalist, Anna Zolotich, dude. Oh, oh, she's the one that won the gold in Taekwondo, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We talked to her earlier Good. today. Welcome to the show. Thanks Jeez. for being here. Yeah, God. sorry. Sorry I missed the, the first hour, I guess, if she was on. But, uh, hey, tell her thank you. Tell her thank you. She thought that I have some potential, I guess. We booed her out of the show. <laughs> uh -huh. Whatever she complimented So, wait, you. did you, you – obviously, I guess you put the, the video up so she would trash me. And so you're saying Bingo. she did not trash me. Bingo, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What a backfire on your part. It was a bad <laughs> yeah. Monday. Yeah, it was a bad Monday. Okay? She said very impressive. It was, yeah, it was how we were ending the entire conversation. We're going to go out on a high note. We put it up there. I was thinking one quick burial. By the way, she is fucking cool. She is, has a broken nose, hasn't been able to breathe out of it, she says, since she was like eight years old. Has a torn labrum in her hip, which is a pretty big deal, I guess, in Taekwondo. Just doesn't care. She's just... She's a badass. Yeah, as soon as it comes up, she goes, oh, look at the skip sidekick. And then she's pretty good form. I'm like, God damn it. No. We were trying to take the video down. It wouldn't come down quick enough because of the connection. But you got complimented by an Olympian today, as you should. You're the man. Welcome back. It's great to see you. How was the wife's birthday? Fantastic, huh? Yeah, everything, was, uh, everything went well. Just finally got back this morning. You know, everyone. If I was somebody that tweeted about airplane situations... <laughs> I would have been tweeting a lot uh, early in the week and then just all day last night and today. But, yeah, everything's good. We're home. Everyone's safe. Yeah, when you tweet, though, you know, you're letting everybody know it's like a scoreboard. You know, like I feel like I keep track via scoreboards on who, you know, publicly is sending out a tweet to space for nothing to happen ever. <laughs> nothing, nothing is going to happen, but I believe it is a scoreboard, you know. Can you at least let us know who fucked up so I can calculate accordingly if I need to fly commercial at some point? That's a good point. Well, I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, Delta. We got oh, it seems like Delta's in the lead. Oh, Delta's had a tough go about it post-quarantine, yeah. I think, here, yeah. by the way. They have the best planes, I feel like. They, the nicest accommodation. Okay, okay. But, yeah, stuck in LaGuardia. I had to spend a night on the oh, way there. Don't. And then, hey, by the way, we'll cancel your flight after a three-hour layover on Sunday. You're going to stay in the same hotel in LaGuardia on Sunday night, too, with four kids, my wife, and an 85-year-old grandma. So it worked out well. We're, we're back now. 
Jeez. Our bags hey. should be back. Our bags will be back here in the next couple of days. Oh, oh, yeah, sure, sure. The, the bags will definitely be. That'd be a little cherry on top, but those bags definitely do not show. <laughs> Hell of a vacation. Yeah, Isn't it great to get away? You know, <laughs> great to get away, experience some things. Let's get back into it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers back in the building. He was talking to Mr. Jones, James Jones, yep. I believe. And he said, you know, this offseason, I had to contemplate a lot of things, whether it was retirement, a different team. And now he's here. He said first day was actually a little bit awkward, he said. But, you know, when I'm here, I'm 100 percent. I'm all the way back. Aaron said he loves practice, enjoys the hell out of practice, especially if there's like a young corner or something that needs to understand or learn how the league goes. That's nice to hear out of Aaron, the I love practice thing. It never gets talked about. Uh, but I think that is something that is legit. That's why he's throwing suck it signs and everything. Practice is a big deal for him, right? It, like most greats, by the way. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge deal for him. And he may look casual with his, you know, his little one strap, chin strap put up on the other side. So his, his beard is showing and everything. But, yeah, he's deadly serious. But if you see, too, like any pictures, do you ever see Aaron smiling more than pictures from him at practice and training camp? Like there's every picture he seems so excited. He had the hands on the hips. Uh, and I think Randall Cobb was standing next to him and then somebody else was standing there. And I was, is this, it seems like he would cramp in his face for how much he smiled. He's probably so pumped that all the bullshit is potentially behind him. We know we now have a road. We now know exactly what's going to happen. Here we go. Let's go play some football again. And that Green Bay Packers team, you know, hey, they look really good. And maybe you could send a text. Maybe Aaron does want to get out of there before the season starts because I think there's a team maybe that is looking for a quarterback. (laughs) AJ, you told me to be a little bit more positive on Friday when I called in from the side of the road about Carson Wentz. Five to 12 weeks now. What does this mean? Jacob Eason is the guy. That's quite a window, by the way, five to 12 weeks. He has surgery. They said the injury might have happened in high school. What? What does that mean? Five weeks. The season starts in five and a half weeks. Five weeks, obviously, he'd be back for then. Everything else seems like it'll cut into the season. What are your thoughts? I'm a little bit mind-blown right now, pal. Well, if you do remember, I know you you probably what, put your phone away for the weekend for your anniversary situation. I, I told you to stay positive on the show Friday, and I believe Friday night or Saturday I texted you and said, I don't know. It, it gives me some – it makes me worry a little bit that they had to – they're saying like the, they're going to go undergo more tests, and he's going to see Dr. Anderson, the – the famous surgeon foot oh. guy. I was like, well, you did. All right. That scares me right there. And now we see what happens. So I, I hope it's more towards the five weeks than 12, obviously. Yeah, I'm reading your text back here, and it was Friday right before SmackDown started. Oh, okay. So in Minnesota, by the way, Minnesota was. It wasn't our biggest crowd, like most amount of people. It was the most passion, though, like the most They're active. Rocking. It was. I think I had real heat with a guy, by the way. I think really? I, no way. I think God really hated me. I stood up and gave him like a, hey, thank you, you know, like in the middle of a commercial break, somebody said my name, and it was close. I think we are like 35 minutes to the end, and I was like, man, you guys are fucking killing it, you know? And I turned around behind me, the people that I thought would potentially be mad at me. Hey, I don't think they are as much. And I go, hey, you guys are killing it or whatever. Thank you. And then one guy real fuck you and I was like, <laughs> my, I was like are you talking to me he was like yeah he's a boo he like booed my face you know like booed me in my face and I was like no boo you right I thought we were kind of mm-hmm. you know I thought we were potentially give and take. I thought we were doing that no I think he said he wanted to fuck my face or something whoa Jeez, Minnesota pal. calm down hey, let's show. get this guy on the show in Minnesota that's a compliment well so. yeah but I didn't know if it was a compliment or an angry thing and I I, I, I think he meant 
he would fuck my face up, but he it can't. He can't. seemed genuinely mad. We're talking like, ah, yeah. and he was eight rows behind me or whatever. And I thought I was having a pretty good moment. I was like, ah, and then boo, no boo you. And then he said that, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, what did he say back? I, I literally said, oh, okay. And then I just kind of turned around because the show was about to start or whatever. And then he screamed, sit down! <laughs> or something like that. I heard him as I was putting my headset back on. I heard him scream that. So I did like a little shimmy foreman and I sat down or whatever, you know? And then I told Cole, I was like, I think there's a guy that actually hates me like eight rows back or whatever. And he was like, what? And then I was like, the guy just said he wanted to fuck my face. And then I heard... Uh, I heard, I heard uh, the count back to the show was at three, <laughs> two. It was like a, Michael Cole was like, I have so many things to worry about. I have a hundred things to worry about. I'm like, I think I got a guy who actually hates me back. Anyways, I'm sure that was just a fun little game, that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Joking around. Minnesota, though, was awesome. It was amazing. So I didn't get to read this. Carson Scroot is his text. Oh, oh no. I didn't, I didn't even get to read Oh, I didn't say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Carson right? Scroot. Yeah. I, I think it actually says, like, I fear Carson Scroot because of the doctor. Liz Frank is a potential thing that could happen. I guess that's where a part of your foot disconnects from the other mm. part, and they have to kind of put that whole thing together. The thing about the foot is, you know, there's so much going on down there. Oh, yeah. There is so much going on ligaments bones little joints little this is connected to this it's like a puppet in there and there's things could be separated fractured cracked i mean there's stress fracture possibilities because i think somebody came out and said like rest could help this as well so it was like is it a stress fracture how do you fix that do you just have to wrap it there is so much that can happen in the foot and by the way the foot is so vital to every part of your day and i assume you don't realize that until you break something in there let's hope carson's okay but jacob Eason is hey he's the guy all right mm -hmm. he's Eason, the guy he, jacob Eason's the guy we like him in there too we'll be fine with number nine hey number nine's fine down there hey he's throwing dimes downtown you know what i mean I mean, you got to. I feel like you got to make a trade for Gardner Minshew, don't you? Isn't he the, the top prospect right now? Warren Sharp said, Warren Sharp put a tweet out this weekend. And by the way, shout out to Warren Sharp, Sharp Football Analytics. They're doing numbers, they're diving into the shit that nobody else will. He said the Colts are better with a healthy Gardner Minshew than they would be with a healthy Carson Wentz. And I, I want to let Warren Sharp know I do appreciate everything he's saying, but he tweeted that after Carson got hurt. Mm -hmm. Will we ever see? a healthy Carson Wentz now to ever potentially maybe get a freezing cold take on that particular thing there. And what does that come off of? Is that just uh, the highlights that we've seen from Gardner Minshew? Or was last year Gardner Minshew hurt and he's not starting? And is Gardner Minshew an actual guy? I, I, I don't know how I feel about anything if, that Warren Schultz If I had to guess, it says less about Gardner and more about how Wentz has been the last few years. Yeah, but what about if you're going to say this person's better than this person, then you got to at least think that this person's better. Hey, I'm sure win. he has. Don't you, you know Warren Sharp's stuff? I'm sure he has charts of every ball that both of them have thrown over the last two or three years and the accuracy and all the – or whatever. He breaks down like every single little thing. Hey, Gardner has good swag, good moxie. Yep. He's athletic, much more athletic than people think, obviously. Yep. Gets the edge. He became starter there when nobody really expected him. And I guess when Doug Marone drafted him, who has since been fired, mm -hmm. uh, whenever Gardner Minshew got drafted in fourth round, I think, maybe third uh, round? Fifth, fifth, sixth, I think. Fifth, fifth, fifth or sixth, yeah. Uh, the quote was, we got our guy. We got our guy. It was the quote, I think, from Doug, who, who absolutely loved Gardner Minshew. He, he, Mike Glennon, I think, beat him out a couple uh, games last year, but Gardner Minshew might have been injured. And if he was injured last year, let's not bring in another oft-injured quarterback. 
okay to the Indianapolis Colts, but maybe Gardner Minshew's story isn't written yet, but I did see Warren Sharp say that a healthy Gardner Minshew would be healthy, uh, better than Carson Wentz. All I know is, I mean, this team's ready to go. It might be fucking Jacob Easton's time. Brett Hundley got brought in there. I do know at one point, maybe Tom Brady was going to be our quarterback. And he, he is still healthy. He's pliable. He's doing his thing. And who knows what motherfucker was being uh, spoke about whenever he said you're sticking with that. Maybe it was Phil Rivers. Maybe. Huh? Who knows? I watched the clip because the person follow him goes, that probably wasn't even a team Tom was thinking about going to. But whenever he heard that, blah, blah. And Tom was like, yeah, that's actually right. It was <laughs> like. Okay, was that the Colts? Ian Rapport said he thought it was maybe the Colts there. Phil Rivers now coaching in high school. Tom, Tom still playing. Matthew Stafford throwing no looks for the Los mm. Angeles Rams. Carson Wentz now maybe out five to 12 weeks. Let's hope it's five. If it's five, it ain't that big of a deal, AJ. It ain't that big of a deal, five weeks. Yeah, if he makes it back within the first like three or four games that regular season, then yeah, we're good to go. That's all you can hope for. All right, let's bounce around some other things. It is Hall of Fame weekend coming up. What are you most excited for? Are you excited for the speeches, the pageantry? I think whenever I heard Dave Baker talk last week to us in an incredible conversation, he did invite me to his house for a sleepover. Yep, he did. When he was present. Right. Whenever you want. A couple contingencies. He said there's going to be some people going in from the uh, last year's um, – class or whatever and the people that basically built the nfl are going to be guests it's going to he said he's very excited for the weekend that is about to take place the stories that are going to come out of this i think are going to be pretty legendary anything you're looking forward to mr hawk well woodson's going in obviously right charles i want to see what he says is peyton going to be giving a speech as well peyton will give one he said he will i i will listen to the time requirement or whatever peyton said wow yeah his, his speech is going to be unbelievable yeah if just know that peyton's going to knock it out of every park that you could fathom there. There are some Hall of Fame speeches, though, that, all right, still. It's still going, huh? David Baker didn't mention that at all. So I guess on property, it doesn't feel as long. Sometimes I'm very happy for everybody that gets in, but when you're 22 to 25 minutes into a speech, it's hard to keep track on that. It's a long time. It's hard to keep track on that. Some people will go long, though, I think. Ray Lewis, they started pulling out, like, cots and shit and, like, fucking blankets and (laughs) stuff. (laughs) That is not true. Joining us now. Hey. Here we go. Let's dive back into our conversation with gold medal wearers. Hell Yeah. Yeah! All right, not a lot of people get a chance to say it. They've won an Olympic gold medal. We have somebody joining us now at the age of 18 has already done it. Not only did they win in a, a gold medal at the Olympics, they were the first to ever do so in the sport that they were competing for or in for America. Ladies and gentlemen, the reigning 57 kg. All right, I don't know. That's a weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not exactly sure what it is, but that is a way. Olympic gold medalist, the United States, Anastasia Zolite. Was that good? (laughs) Give myself a round of applause. (laughs) You you deserve it. Was that a good intro, though? Did I mess anything up? Anastasia, is that right? Yes, perfect. But you can call me Anna or Anna, whatever you prefer. (laughs) I'll call you uh, Olympic gold medalist. Hey, has that settled in yet? How does that feel? Is uh, is that an amazing thing? As you were doing that, now listen, I don't know the sport well enough. I'm not sure if you saw it. But what you were able to do was unbelievable. Have you been Taekwondoing your entire life? Pretty much since I could walk. My dad kind of made us do some crazy stuff when we were younger and then just put us in there five years old. So basically... Well, you're amazing at it. I don't think I understand the rules completely. You're trying to kick 
them in the trunk. Is there sensors on your feet and on your on the body, or is it just somebody's kind of eye they got to catch to see if there was any contact made? No, it used to be like that where you kind of have to catch the contact, but now we have like magnets in our socks that we wear on our feet and the chest pad is, it's all electronic. So you hit the body and you score, you hit the head and you score, and then you punch, but there's no magnets in your hand, that's on the refs. So they kind of score the punches. So if they think it was a good punch, you get it. If not, then you don't. And you know, I'm a girl and girls can't punch, but... I'd be throwing them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, girls uh, can do whatever. Who's saying girls can't punch? Is that the refs or the fans of Taekwondo, or is that just in general you're talking about the bums? That's just the bum. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody watched you uh, Taekwondo and thought to themselves, uh, you know, I should talk shit about women to this lady. <laughs> and, and there's nobody that's going to do that forever. You were a bad... It was the first... I think it was the first morning, almost, I turned on Olympics, and I love the Olympics because I'm watching sports... Yeah. I know nothing about. Then I see, oh, we got an American here. And then, oh, this could be the first ever American gold uh, medal winner in Taekwondo's history. I'm like, here we go. So I just so happened to fall into it. And then as I was trying to watch it, you were just dominant. You have longer legs than everybody. Has that always been, is that been, that is a massive key to success? Or how much strategy is going on in there when you're, huh? Huh? Whenever you're really do si doing in there. <laughs> If I'm being honest, I'm kind of one of those floppy fighters, and I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing at the time because my legs are so long. But it definitely is an advantage. You kind of try and keep them at length. But I, sometimes I'm not the tallest. Like when I fought Taipei, my semifinal, and it, like that's kind of scary because it's like I'm almost six foot, so this girl is like a giant. <laughs> so I watched the Great Britain guy. He was. Uh... He was kind of a leaner gentleman. He was in the, he would wrap up with him and then he was trying to throw his foot up and hit the guy in the head. He was like throwing his foot up at the end to like hit the guy in the head. Roshitov, I don't know if you got a chance to meet Roshitov. He also won that thing. He was getting hit in the head by this uh, Great Britain guy lifting his foot up. Is that a move? And how come you don't do it? It feels like that's your move, right? Can't we just ha pow, da pow, da pow right in the head there? First of all, let me just say that was pretty spot on. That's what we practice drills right there. You were just doing it. But yeah, it's a That's crescent tough. kick. You hit that. And I mean, I have a labrum tear in my hip. And it's a serious injury that I didn't get to take care of before the games just because, you know, you have to have surgery for it. And that type of stuff kind of really aggravates it. So I kind of tried to stay away from that. I did try it once, but I kind of popped my hip doing it. So I kind of just laid off of that. But it is, it's a hard thing to do, and a lot of people are just like, oh, whatever, it's just easy, but you got to get the timing and, you know, the angle of it perfect, but that is definitely something we do. It looks funny, but it's effective. Yeah, it seemed like a great move. When the Great Britain guy was doing it, I was like, oh, he's just trying to hug him and then drop his leg up on his head. I had no <laughs> idea you won a gold medal with a torn freaking labrum. I believe it. Let's go! Uh, so what's life like now? Do you guys just have events all year round? Are you competing again? Where are they normally at? And what happens in the Taekwondo community now? Are you like carried into every single every single fight like on a uh, on a throne or anything like that? Well, we'll see. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but all right, <laughs> maybe I'll make my coach do it. He owes me now. Smart. I promised him that. I don't. He promised to like work for me now. So brilliant. I'm just kidding. Brilliant. <laughs> But anyway, um, no, so we have a, it's an all year round sport and we have competitions and we'll see if the Grand Prix final still goes on. Hopefully that does, but we'll have a U21 competition and a G1 
Um, I'll see if I'm competing in that. We're not sure yet. It's up to my coach. I mean, I'm on vacation right now while my um, team is training, so it's all up to me. But I feel like I probably will fight. It just depends who's there. If there's good competition, why not go back in and try and beat some more people up? And if not, we'll just lay off and train a little more and get ready for the big events. Yeah. Hey, listen, you've earned that mentality. And we'll see if there's anybody good to go beat up over there. (laughs) Hey, make sure you enjoy the vacation. You deserve the hell out of it. You represented the country in beautiful fashion. I have one last question before the boys probably have a couple. Taekwondo, is it your only, um, Are you, you're a black belt, I'd assume, obviously, and is that your yeah. only mixed martial arts or do you do others as well? No, I do Taekwondo and that's it. But my dad, he wanted to put me in Kung Fu and Jiu Jitsu and I'm like, dad, I'm like, like six years old, I can't be doing all this. <laughs> but I think when I back, my dad will probably make me do all that stuff as well, just for fun. I mean, I want to be those people on the street that you're like, oh, I want to go and rob her, and you're, you know, you pull up with some karate moves and some <laughs> kung fu. The next Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee. Well, I saw the. I, you hit the spinny thing. It's worth more points, right? In Taekwondo, if you hit a, I, I was trying to figure out the rules. Commentators, okay. And as you were screaming, I don't know if you got to watch it back. They they spoke all over you screaming <laughs> too, which I did not necessarily love. I that's probably in your community. You can't say anything wrong. But there was a couple of moments where I'm like, let 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 let's let her lose her mind. Let her go. Let's let the scream <laughs> thing happen. But I don't think I fully understood the rules. When you spin, is it just add like an extra style point on each one? Yeah. So just a normal hit to the body is two points. Normal hit to the head is three. And then you've got your spin kicks, which are extra points, because it is harder to score, and it definitely takes a lot of practice. And to the body, it's four, and to the head, it's five. And then, of course, if you knock them out, it's the five points, and plus, you know, you feel amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Is there knockouts that happen? Because you're not allowed to hit in the face, right? It just has to be like the side of the head knockout thing? Ever you want face. I mean, look at my nose. I don't know if you can tell, but it's broken. My nose is completely broken. Like, I can't breathe through one of my nostrils, but it's because when I was young and my dad was crazy, he's like, all right, we're going to pretend you're a black ball at the age of like eight and put you against these girls. So I just got, I got my, I don't know if I can say, but I got my ass handed to me. Yeah, you can, you can <laughs> say that. Um, so but, I didn't know you could kick to the face in that. So you're that whole time I was watching. You have like the helmets on here, obviously. Or if you can knock somebody out, it's over, and you know you can become an Olympic champ that way if you want. So is that what we're doing four years from now? Are you going in? Is Zolotich going in there? Hey, we're coming up and knock some motherfuckers <laughs> out here tonight. Is there two different styles? Is there like a point style and a knockout style, or is there? Is it kind of just always open for both? No, it's always open for both. I mean, the objective is to score. But, I mean, if you knock them out, you just look fly doing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Ty. Anastasia, uh, Pat just mentioned it. Like, do you have any interest in uh, getting into mixed martial arts? Like, what's the ultimate goal now that you've already won a gold medal? Like, do you want to fight in the UFC eventually, or are you content with just beating people's ass in Taekwondo for the next 10, 15 years? I mean, Taekwondo is just something I've been doing for such a long time, and, you know, I want to make history and win three Olympic gold medals, if not four. Woo! My body will be given out, but... (laughs) I definitely want to do that, but I I went to one like kickboxing class with one of my teammates, 
Um, it was a lot of fun, but I don't, I feel like I'm just too tall and lanky for it. And like, I cut a lot of weight, my weight division. So I don't know if that kind of transfers over well, but I'm willing to try anything at this point. I just, I just want to get in there and start beating people up. However, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you just said, uh, I broke my nose when I was like eight years old <laughs> and just sign up. I'll beat the hell out of anybody. seems like you have the proper mentality to kind of do whatever the hell you want at this point. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Anna, is there any thought to bounce around weight classes like you just mentioned? Like, will you try and just hold the gold medal for every single weight class in Taekwondo or no? You know, I was joking about that the other day with uh, my parents. I was like, now that I won 57, maybe I go up to 67, then we go up to heavyweight. I mean, and I, and I don't have to cut any weight. But I think I want to be like... I'm pretty dominant in 57, I feel like, and I feel like that's the weight class I'm going to try and hold. We'll see, because I'm still not done growing. I'm almost six foot, over six foot. I want to try and see how far I can make it in 57 and kind of knock everybody off that's trying to make history like Jake Jones if she comes back and tries to get win another medal, which would be her third gold medal. So instead of letting her do that, I'd much rather do that and then her work for a fourth one <laughs> yeah. yeah i'd yeah. rather you did that as well that'd be awesome for us because we would just celebrate the entire time what is your life like you said you you your dad started treating you like you were a black belt basically at the age of eight and we talk about the gymnastic just commitment to sport or not gymnastic the olympic commitment to sport that all these olympic you know like niche things. I feel like it's a full lifetime commitment for this. Now you have a lot of like F1, I think you just said in some other contests, but the Olympics is the pinnacle of that whole thing, right? It is, is, is your day to day just full Taekwondo all the time? How you doing, keep it moving? And, or how long is it before the Olympics or events? Is it like that? I mean, I train full time every day, like four to six hours. And I mean, if my coach let me, I'd probably sleep at the gym and train as well. I'm, I'm not dedicated to it. But I, I mean, I've been doing it for such a long time. It's kind of just become like second nature. It's like you wake up, brush your teeth, go train. I don't really think about it anymore. It's what I do and what I've been doing for such a long time. But two years have been super hard because we I moved to Colorado and I started training in a full-time program and it's super intense and like I can definitely feel the difference from when I was training at my local club to like this full-time resident program and I mean it's kind of crazy to think about I I skip a lot of my homecomings and proms and I never got to be this girly girl and walk around with my friends but I mean I wouldn't imagine doing anything else I mean it is a lot but it's what I signed up for and what I will keep signing up for. Well, you uh, you made every girly girl and manly man proud as hell out there. Yeah. So we appreciate your effort. We appreciate your time and can't wait to watch you win four of these things. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate it. Real quick, can you judge something for us of our friend, one of our friends? He was trying Taekwondo one time. They filmed it. They put it on the Internet. Let us know just your thoughts on this. You can either talk as the thing's going or afterwards. <laughs> Okay, look at that skip sidekick. <laughs> a little skip sidekick? Is that what that is? It's a skip sidekick? The white belt's at club. If you just put your foot a little more, a little flatter, and it'd be spot on. But that is, that's impressive. No! 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 <laughs> no! <laughs>
<laughs> we were hoping that was terrible, but obviously <laughs> it's good. They're not as good as you, ladies. That is impressive. No! That was my kicks were not like that. No, <laughs> hey, you're a gold medal, all right? Your, your kicks do whatever the hell you want to do. His are just dancing around trying to find home. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Olympic gold medalist Anastasia Zolotich. Thank you. Yeah! Thank you, Anna. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel obviously there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook and you will too if you haven't used it yet use it nah also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. There are some things we have not discussed yet, and we need to dive right into. The Hammered Down boys are here. The Hammered Down show goes live 15 minutes after this show ends each Monday through Friday at YouTube.com forward slash Hammered Down. If you don't watch, you don't like money. Ain't that right? You guys still riding heater somehow? Ten to two weekend for me. Is that good? Is that good, COVID Cowboy? How you doing? Uh, about five hundred recently with baseball. Oh, damn! Olympics is really throwing a wrench in things. Why? Because you're studying too much Olympic I stuff so. and not enough baseball stuff. Well, then I came in here on Monday. I'm a little upset with Fanduel, to be honest. With Why? You. What oh, happened? Whoa, whoa, there's, whoa, not whoa. A li- there's a football game here on Thursday, and there's not a line out that I'm finding on the website. Oh, so I would assume the Hall of Fame game is a tough one to put in and to put odds on. <laughs> Who's playing? We don't know. Will the field be ready? We hope so. Is David Baker taking a first? snap or not there's a lot of question marks out there i can't wait for nfl gambling and as soon as that pops up i'm sure you'll tell us where we should go yeah. what are you leaning by the way well i think dewey haskins is going to throw for 450 plus so probably that way pittsburgh steelers yeah. under all right the under why because it's just ugly it's a hall of fame game yeah first one of the year everyone's just having a good time out there you know Nobody's the, rust off. the people that are on the field are having the, <laughs> it's the biggest night of their lives even more so then People are shitting their pants going on that field. Some players will never see an NFL field again after tonight or Thursday night. Perfect. Even more so. Yeah, but they're going to be in the Hall of Fame, Pat. Mistakes. Are they? If they <laughs> we didn't ask David Baker. If they only play in the Hall of Fame game and don't play in any of the other games, that means they're probably were in the NFL for a week, right, at some point. Yep. Does that mean they're in the Hall of Fame or not, AJ? I mean, yeah. If I was in that situation, I would absolutely, yeah. You're a Hall of Famer, no question. So you felt okay when David said that, because <laughs> David told me I was in Hall of Fame. Then he said anybody who's been in the NFL for a week's in Hall of Fame, and I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about it now. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about being. How much in. is Big? Uh, how much you think Big Ben will actually play? If they said 
Big, Zero, Big Ben is not even going to put on a jersey. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> Big Ben will have a T-shirt on and probably loose shorts and some sort of rehab will be happening to him, yeah. even though we yeah. haven't played any football somehow. <laughs> right. Ice all over. Who are they playing? Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay, there's zero chance we see Dak, right? No, Jerry might. Hey, Jerry Jones <laughs> might. Trot uh-huh. Jerry might trot out Dak, Zeke, uh, all everybody, by the way, because Jerry's been doing a lot more talking. Hall of Fame weekend. Cowboys involved. We're playing the game. Hey, we got the kickoff game as well. Yeah. This is big Cowboys time. Let's. Hey, Dak, you're going to go out there. You're going to play in the Hall of Fame game. You're going to play against the six stringers for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and you're going to dominate, and we're going to sell so many jerseys tomorrow. <laughs> I bet you Dak is out there. Ben won't even wear a jersey no jerry will probably have mike and the boys starters first half oh yeah <laughs> you're gonna half. play three quarters hey, yeah. hey, Dak. well especially because hard knocks premieres the tuesday after oh, oh yeah big promo. i'm hammering the cowboys <laughs> you gonna give, uh, give zeke like 26 carries <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm hammering the over for amount of yards for zeke amount of yards for Dak. And I know you you think Dewey's... You're right. I didn't realize. I forgot about the Jerry. Jerry <laughs> Jones is going to have the Cowboys playing on Thursday night. Oh. Got to take that into account. They do. All right. So that's my early lock of the week is Dallas Cowboys. Here we go. In the, uh, the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> Jerry will fucking put Emmett Smith out there uh-huh. <laughs> in the fourth quarter if they're losing. Fucking Mike, get the watermelon out of the way. <laughs> Stop hitting watermelons. Fucking go tag in Emmett Smith down there. <laughs> Jerry's been wide open, AJ. I love it. He's been wide open. I hope this continues. They got to be good because if they're good, he'll continue to be wide open, and I like that a lot, AJ. The better they do, the more wide open I think he will feel that he could be. I mean, Jerry's always kind of been wide open, so to see Jerry take it to another level, I think it's it's exciting to see what could happen over the course of this year, next year. Like If he just legit doesn't care and is going to say exactly what he thinks. Well, fuck, I still don't know why I got rid of Jimmy. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I messed that one up. And then they had him staring into the sun with no sunglasses, and his one eye was closed. It looked like he was winking at everybody. You could see him saying, who the fuck is talking right now? <laughs> I, I just, I like to think of Jerry, you know, like, what is Jerry's brain saying as opposed to his mouth? And every once in a while, I feel like the brain will dump out the mouth. And I think we're entering that particular spit. His show, his team is on HBO. Yeah. His star is back. Oh, he's going to be selling so many tickets to practices. How are Mike and Jerry? Have, has anybody talked about Mike and Jerry? And your prediction last year was that the Dallas Cowboys would represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Do you still feel that way right now? And how do you feel about them being in the NFC East? You know, Philadelphia Eagles seem to be in complete disarray. Um, the New York Giants, I mean, they are spending money out there. Kelvin Benjamin doesn't like what's going on, but everybody else seems to like what's going on. Washington might be a problem for everybody. They almost, what? Well, Ron Rivera's not happy with the team. What? Sure. What are you talking about? I thought they were all. I thought we we're on this one page, one dream. No, no, no. Guys no. aren't getting vaccinated. And he said, "I'm fucking sick and tired of it." Oh, right. Zimmer said Zimmer the same said thing. Yeah. Yeah. As did Mike Zimmer. So I guess we got a question: What's going on with the Vikings? But are the Dallas Cowboys the the creme de la creme in the NFC East? I mean, when you when you list off the rest of the division, don't you feel pretty good about Dallas's chance of at least getting into the playoffs? The what? Listen, aside from. The toxic table pointing out that Ron Rivera and the team are at a, l- a little bit of odds. What did he say? What did he say to him? He said, hey, listen, I'm sick and fucking tired of guys not getting vaccinated. All right, get it done. Ron Rivera said that? Yeah. yeah. Was that team meeting there? We're just getting hearsay from a team meeting? No, that, he- was, that was public. Public to the media. These guys won't fucking get vaccinated. I'm sick of it. That's basically what he said. This was after he was face-to-face with the guy who got put on the COVID list, too. 
I'm beyond frustrated, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah, Ty is saying If so facto, get fucking vaccinated. Yeah, and Zimmer came out and said the same thing, and he's not happy. But before hearing that, let's remember that this Washington football team added some magic to mm-hmm. a locker room that had a bunch of magic at the end of the season last year. Chase Young is dominant. What are the odds on the NFC East right now? You got to go for the Cowboys plus 110, Washington plus 260, Giants plus 400, and Eagles. Nobody knows what's going on over there, except for the fact that Philadelphia fans' first reaction to hearing Carson Wentz got injured already is that, oh, shit, we ain't going to get a... Oh, uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> what is it? We ain't going to get a first. Yeah, he's fucking bullshit. Carson fucking us over again. Yeah, one last time, huh, Carson? Jeez. Guy's sick of shit. That's all they care about. Mm-hmm. Your team stinks, too. Can we think about that? Maybe the Eagles, I don't think anybody has faith in, no. but the Cowboys might be able to go on an actual run. And it starts Hall of Fame game. That's where they're going to set the tone and what type of year they're going to have. Only worry with them, again, is the defense. They brought in Dan Quinn, who's just going to run, run that plane cover three that no one's figured out in the NFL, so that should be good. Also brought in Malik Hooker. Let's go back to those odds. Let's bounce around a little bit. Let's go to the NFC North, which was in complete flux there. Packers at minus 155 now that Aaron Rodgers is all the way back. Vikings plus 260, Bears plus 460, and the Lions <laughs> at plus 2,500. Yeah. Second longest odds in the NFL to win their division, only behind the Texans Yikes. at plus 2,700, Bengals plus 2,200. Let's go back to the NFC North there. Packers minus 155 favorites, uh, only second place in being the uh, no, Chiefs minus 280 to win their division, Bucks minus 190. It's the Packers division. Everybody knows about especially that Aaron's back. Is that team going to go on a run, you think? Or is the Vikings going to go ahead and stun everything, AJ? I, mean, I think I think the uh, Vikings can absolutely make some noise. I don't think they're better than the Packers by any means. But if Aaron's healthy for 14 of the 17 games, don't you think it's a lock? Okay, yeah, they're most likely going to get a bye. Like, they're going to fall into wins all over the place with him. Not a conversation has been had about how the team might be. Um, But let's assume the team will be good. Mm -hmm. They've gotten better around him. Like They've gotten better, and he's back. Looks better than ever, at least mentally. Seems very happy. They have tons of talent. Why would you, like... I think the odds could be – I think those are pretty good odds for the Packers. You might want to put a bet down. And minus 155 is tough, but I think there's uh, the odds are at plus or minus 120 or something they last were, week. Uh, plus they got 130. Up, they got up to plus 150 when people were, were saying tied. he was, was going to retire. They were retired. over nine and a half wins, was plus 130 before that. It was absurd. And I think we all hopped on that immediately. Yeah. I think uh, behind the scenes here, we all took mm-hmm. advantage of that. Hopefully everybody else will be able to do that with – Fandor, if we're legal in your state or whatever you got going on in the states where it's not legal yet, let's get those legal. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Come on. Now. What are Come we on. doing? Like, Ohio's going to take a couple years to get it. They're going to get it, though. It's going to yeah. happen in there. We need to go, though. We need to go, though. Yeah. Gonzo's, Gonzo's not working on that? Or? Uh, uh, Gonzo's actually... Hey, something, he's back he's in the crosshairs again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is. He, yeah, I don't something. think he's leaving the crosshairs for quite some time, unfortunately, for Gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Joe, will you tell him we said hello? Do yeah. you talk to him ever in there? Tell him good luck. I don't get to talk to him a whole lot, but I did run into a couple guys a couple weeks ago at something that are big, like political dudes, and they work for all the – and I was like, what about Gonzo? And they went into a whole thing about it. But they did say, like, hey, don't worry. We think he's going to be fine. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So the people you talked to, the people that AJ talked to, said they think that Gonzo's going to be fine. Thanks for really 
wrapping that one up with a bow on it, AJ. Yeah. Really makes us feel that's good. I'm, that's what I'm here for. I'm like the local news guy for you. Hey, local news in Chicago was awesome. Oh, how, get anything good on there or no? <laughs> yeah, Tom Skillet. Hey, there is a lot. I do believe I did see Tom Skillet. Oh, he's the shit. There's a lot. I mean, he's some. Yeah, the. Um, <laughs> oh, he's something. The, well, I mean, just watching the local news wherever you are, it if you're traveling, does not get talked about enough. You need to do it. Just kind of tap into what the worst of the worst could possibly be in the city that you're in. That is where it is everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're in a tiny town somewhere. They're going to showcase the absolute most despicable things that are happening in that town. And they're going to say with a straight face and transition into something. Then by the end of the show, something real good's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we like that. Yeah. Yeah, we like that. So we yeah, good for that. And then uh, we're back on the other side of the hour or whatever. And boom, back. Uh, 75 shot this weekend and blah, blah, blah. Oh, just never God. does that. Chicago was wild. It was nice. Hey, you ever spent time in Chicago? It's a beautiful city over there. Beautiful. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, to stay like, did you stay in downtown area? Yeah, it's all like Gold Coast area. Yeah, Chicago's great, man. I've, I've spent a good chunk of time there, not just because Zeke talks up all the time. I think it, it, it's really fun. Let's go to the Five Hour Energy phone line here. Let's go to Jeff down there in Florida. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, Boomstick and the boys, what's going on today? Hey, not too shabby. It feels good to hear that every once in a while. I probably still got it if I had to. Do it. Been... Yeah, probably good. What's going I'll on? I believe it, bro. Thanks, man. Hey, man. Uh, I just wanted to take a page out of the uh, Aaron Rodgers book, like Colt Nation, you know, R-E-L-A-X, man. Oh, man. I, Jacob Eason has been taking a snap in the NFL, and I can understand why people are nervous, but I do believe that Jake Beeson, after a year behind Phillip Rivers and coaching under Frank Reich, has a great opportunity to do a lot what Justin Herbert did last year. Okay. He came in and was a backup. Tyrod Taylor, nobody really knew what he was going to be about. He proved everybody wrong. And I think Jacob Beeson has great arm strength, and I think as he works on progressing through his reads, which is really one of his biggest things coming into the NFL that he needed to work on, I think that he can make some noise this year and fill in fine for Carson Wentz as he maybe misses a month, maybe only misses a couple games. Um, either way, I think you know the the front of the cold schedule is going to be tough either way, whoever the quarterback is. But Jacob Eason can still get us two or three wins if he has. Jeff, I appreciate that breakdown. Were you a Washington fan or a Colts fan? How do you know this much about uh, Jacob Eason? Uh, well, I'm I'm a diehard Colts fan, but. I, I I try to always watch some tape on nice. guys that the Colts draft. I want to know who they are and, and what I'm talking about when I'm talking about them. His research, um, especially with you know the situation as uncertain as it was last year. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure if Philip Rivers goes down, who's this guy that's going to be coming in behind him? You know, so I I watched quite a few uh, quite a, quite a bit of tape on Jacob Eason. I heard there was. You know, some coaching videos out there on Jacob Easton and, and what they were talking about. So I was kind of studying it a little bit. Jeff, I appreciate that. See, that's the type of shit you and I need to start doing. What's that? Watching film on who we're talking about. Watch that tape. Jeff is out there saying, hey, if Philip Rivers goes down, I need to know who's going to be controlling my happiness on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, Wednesdays, what? afternoons. What? Basically, every single day that they're going to try and get there. I like that Jeff looked into Jacob Eason. And I will say, Jacob Eason has a lot of people on the internet that are like, hey, this is a guy. Give him a shot. This is a guy. Give him a shot. All I'm going to say is, he's a guy. Chris didn't give him a shot last year or this year. Carson Wentz is supposed to be it. But sometimes desperation, you know, becomes the uh, 
You know, the reason why somebody gets an opportunity and they boom, kick the doors down with it. Kurt Warner was selling goddamn toilet paper. That's in the right. Hell and yeah. that Kroger oh, or something like that I got mean. his opportunity. He went. Then we can talk about Wally Pip. That guy goes out there. Guess who's playing? Some nobody. Boom. Never gets his spot back. There has been situations where people had little to no expectation of somebody. They get put into a position to go and they absolutely go and get it. That could be Jacob Eason, which would then lead to another problem with Carson Wentz. Not feeling comfortable where he's at. We got to pay him a lot of money and then we got to move forward. But Let's not think about that as a problem. Let's think about it as a good thing. About four weeks in the season with how good Jacob Easton is playing, according to Jeff's tape that he has watched, mm-hmm. we're going to have quarterback controversy. And how will that get handled? I guess TBD down the road a little bit. He is very similar to Justin Herbert, except for the fact that Justin Herbert didn't have to transfer schools because he got beat out. And, and there's only there were only like four rounds apart in the NFL draft. So, well, but and, like other than those two things. And, and also, Herbert, I believe, is yoked. This guy actually yeah. calls himself the skinny quarterback. String okay. B. Yeah, but, I mean, shit, he might be Tom Brady after that breakdown. And then you can trade Carson for a third-round pick. Let's go to Christian in Massachusetts on the 5-Hour Energy phone line. Go to 5HourEnergy.com, and you can get 10% off your order when you use promo code McAfee. That's M-C-A-F. E-E at 5HourEnergy.com. Only valid through September 30th. Yeah, okay. Get on it. Okay, that's coming up. Isn't that, AJ? That's coming up. I know. I better jump out there and go get my my free product or my 10% off, I should say. Yeah, 10% off. It's not free yet, but 10% off of that thing. Guess what? You're paying 90% of what everybody else is paying when you use McAfee at 5HourEngine.com. Get it now while supplies will last. It's only valid through September 30th, which might be two years from now. Let's go to Christian in Massachusetts. What's going on, Christian? Yo, mama, we made it! Yeah! Hey! Celebrate. Hey, no, I'm I'm really happy to be on with you guys. Uh, Me too, man. But uh, my question, real quick. Uh, so I've been a Colts fan for like the longest time. Fuck the Pats. Uh, Get out of Massachusetts. And, uh, <laughs> Fuck the Pats. He said it, not me. Hey, man. But hey, uh, I was just wondering, like, you know, it sucks. Like all this like quarterback changeover that we've been going through lately. I just want to know, as you, you know, you former in the and then have to you know. Uh, how excited should we really be about, you know, this upcoming season? Thank you for your call, Christian. I don't know if you know this or not, Christian, but you were just called Matt Damon by Connor Campbell. He's a turncoat in mass. Because Matt Damon told uh, Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick that if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were playing the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, he would cheer for Tommy, and he'd want him to win another ring. Yeah, that's right. He's never welcome back in July. And I just realized you must have missed the article yeah. that just came out about Matt Damon and his daughter <laughs> and former saying him. a lot of things. Yeah, Matt we, Damon turns out is a terrible guy. He's a Brady guy. He's not a Patriot, clearly. We don't want him in Patriots Nation. We're glad Matt Damon's on the other side. Now, and him? he's not allowed back, by the way. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't know if Zito can whisper it no, into your yeah. ear. <laughs> Damon? Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. We don't want him. We're glad he's not with Patriot Nation anymore. Oh, he's acting? From what I just heard, it sounds like he was very... Oh, yeah. That guy. Oh, no. Can't have it. Don't want him. Don't... Hey, Wait, what happened? I thought it was like a GQ article. All I saw online was like a GQ article. It wouldn't saying anything well, bad was well it? what was just said in my ear by zito we cannot talk about any further we just know, need to know that matt damon what are you doing yeah what are you doing dude papa john 
Matt Damon. Whoa. Right there. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Right there. Whoa. Even. Holy shit. Same level. Whoa. Boom. Slow your roll. Can't have it. Yeah. What happened? Come on, dude. Can't have it. How dare you? Can't have it. I'm sorry, boys. No, I didn't cross the line. (laughs) Damon crossed the line. (laughs) So, Connor, does this have some, like, Non-patriot stuff too. You're saying, or is this all to do with the Patriots? Very uh, non-patriot, AJ. I'll send you the article. Nothing uh, to do with sports, AJ. No. Did he want the? Art- was he quoted in the article? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hawk. He was the article. You'll see. I did not see the uh, the article. All I saw was the headline. It said like Matt Damon. Uh, traditional yeah. movie stars anymore. Let's go to five hours. Yeah, that's not the headline everybody else saw. <laughs> Bad guy, I can't say those things. All right, let's go. Hey, let's live oh, in this society. Right. Nick sent it to me. I see the the, the headline. I get it. <laughs> okay, that so I that's real. That's real. That's real. So can we all not just like hey, kind of you know get along and just be like, hey, okay, this uh, makes you feel terrible about yourself. We won't say it. All right, let's just move along, kind of do our thing. All right. I guess not everybody feels that way. I guess. Oh, good for him for getting in front of that though. <laughs> what? Not behind at all. All right, let's go to the phone. Let's go to uh, Shane in Tennessee. What's going on, Shane? Jesus Christ. See, I didn't know that, that he got canceled what? before I got it. What's going on, Shane? Shane, what do you want to talk about? There must be, are there What's videos up, coming man? out or hey, something I, or I, audio? I know we've been talking about the uh, about the coach, and I like Jason, Jacob Eason as well. He, he was a transfer from Georgia you know, over to back, back to Washington. But my, my call for you is, about Big Ben and Najee Harris this, this year uh, with the run game. What are, you, what are your expectations for Najee this, this year? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Oh, you just saw it. Yeah. Oh, you just saw it for the first time. Hey, Matt, wake up, pal. Let's get to a break. <laughs> Welcome to the modern world. Can I give you a trade scenario? Najee's going to do great, man. <clears throat> Holy shit. What is that all about? Jesus Christ, when did that happen? Over the weekend. This weekend. And let's not forget, that's Brady's guy. Okay? That ain't New England. That's Brady's guy. You need to relax. What were you going to say? You want... Send this to Ballard. Mason Rudolph for Big Q straight up. All right. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. The fact you allow us to do so, I am eternally grateful for We'll be back tomorrow with another massive. Hey, tomorrow's show is a big one. Big one. All right? I don't know how we're going to top Zolatich and Calvin Johnson and the stupidity that we said today, but tomorrow's going to be a big boy. Please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Keep it fucking moving. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Monday night. We'll see you manana. Cheers. Cheers.